Hey friend, thanks for tuning in today. Before we get started with today's podcast, all about listening to and trusting your intuition, I want to share some really good news, especially if you are someone who is in a career or in a job that you know is not really meant for you anymore and are ready to make that change, but maybe you have a little seed of an idea of what to do, but you're not really sure what to do with it. Or maybe you just lack the confidence to make those moves. Or maybe you just have no idea what those moves are or what could be next for you or what's even possible for you. And maybe you're a little fearful about how your identity might change if your career changes. And I totally get that. I have been there, but I have good news. I have three openings uh, this month, starting about the middle to end of this month. I have three openings in my coaching practice to take on uh, three new one-on-one clients. And you might be feeling any number of those ways I just mentioned, or you may be in the middle of a transition. Either way, working together We can work to boost your confidence and be able to trust your intuition, which is what this episode is going to be all about. We can have you leave with a ton more clarity about what's next for you and um, really help you connect into your true authentic purpose and what is going to be the right next step for you and help you navigate that pesky imposter syndrome that we all suffer from so that you can really go out there and show up as your full self and as your true self and add the value that you know you can to your next your next step. So if you are tired of being stuck, tired of counting the hours down until the end of the day or counting the days down until Friday. If you're tired of that life and you're ready to feel a little more invigorated in your work and do something that feels just more aligned for you, then reach out. I have a scheduler that I will link down here in the show notes and you can go ahead and just schedule a call on that link. This is not a high pressure sales call situation. I just want to get to know you a little bit and see where you're at, what you, what's the work you'd like to do, and if we're a good fit to work together. So if if spending some spending a few months together working on things like your belief in yourself, your trust of yourself, your acceptance of yourself, and getting going in a different direction when it comes to your career and your work, and you want to just like feel good in your work, uh let me know. I think we should have a conversation. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to Pivot on Purpose. I am so glad you're here. I'm Stephanie, a multi-passionate coach, educator, entrepreneur, wife, and mama. I believe that we all deserve to be in careers that we are truly excited about. This podcast will offer you mindset tools and inspiring stories of people just like you who have made their own pivots toward possibility in their careers. We will not only normalize changing your mind when it comes to your career, we will give you the confidence and inspiration to move forward with your own unique pivots. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to today's episode, friends. I have got an awesome, juicy topic for you that was voted on 
from my polls and Instagram. So it is all about, we are going to talk all about today about trusting your intuition. Why don't we trust our intuition? How can we start to trust our intuition a little bit more or just even listen to it to begin with? And I'm going to share a couple of stories of times I have and haven't trusted my own intuition. So let's get into it. And I have a couple of questions for you to start us off. How many times have you outsourced your intuition? It's kind of paradoxical, actually, to outsource your intuition, but I think you know what I mean. In other words, how many times have you had a spark inside you, an inner kind of knowing, but you went ahead and you asked around, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think, grandma? What do you think, friend? What do you think, roommate? What do you think, husband? What do you think, mom? What do you think, dad? What do you think, brother? And you ask and you ask and you ask, only to ultimately let that spark die because you weighed everybody else's opinions so heavily. And not and didn't weigh your own as heavily. Or how many times have you let an influential person in your life have a louder voice than your own? Throw on top of that today's overabundance of information and making a decision and really listening to our inner knowing can feel kind of paralyzing and even sometimes impossible. So today I want to kind of define what intuition is and why maybe we don't listen to it as much, how we can get back to listening to it and really trusting it, and share some examples from my own life as well. So the definition of intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. And I think we've all had plenty of these times in our lives where we get this gut feeling. We can't necessarily explain it rationally or may not even sound rational, but we have this feeling in our body. We get literal gut hit in our stomach, might feel it in our heart, wherever that is for you. What Maybe you have like a buzzing sensation somewhere. Like you just feel this inner gut feeling that you have. And from the field of psychology, we, it comes this, um, idea called the organismic valuing process. We're just going to call it OVP. You can forget that term now that I have shared it. (laughs) That was just in the spirit of being precise. So all this is, is our innate ability to know what's important to us, to know what our best direction in life is that's going to lead us to true fulfillment and greater well-being. So To boil that down just basically says, you know deep inside what's best for you. You do. We are born that way, quite literally. So what happens? Why don't we, if we know if we're born that way, why don't we just listen to our intuition, make decisions from that place? Well, the reason we don't is because from the moment we're born, we have all these inputs from other people right? Starting with our parents, maybe our siblings, maybe our teachers, our coaches, our people, if we go to church, our people in our uh, religious circles or friends or neighbors or you name it, we are getting input from others all the time that tell us what we should or shouldn't do or should or shouldn't think, what's right, what's wrong. So we are slowly over time losing touch with our own again, OVP or our innate ability to know what's important to us. And we kind of give that away to other people. And I want to give you a couple of examples 
before I do that, as a coach, what I always tell people before we work together is I'm not going to give you a series of steps to get from, you know, being in a job that you're really not satisfied with and you know isn't for you to landing or starting a business or getting the job that is perfect for you. I'm not going to give you a series of steps, but what I am going to do is I'm going to ask you excellent questions to help you get back in touch with your OVP, with your inner knowing and really own it and feel really good about that. And then I can help you kind of take the next steps to get closer to that when it comes to your work. So I don't, I'm not a prescriptive kind of coach. I believe, I know that you have it in you already. My job as a coach is to help you extract it, help you get back in touch with it. So I just want to give you a couple examples now from my own life about a time I didn't listen to my intuition and a time I did. So a time I didn't listen to my intuition was a really important time in my life. I was just starting college. So I was 18 and I knew, I knew, like I knew, like I knew that I wanted to major in psychology. I was fascinated by the field of psychology. I was lucky enough in high school to take a course or two, kind of wet my palate, and I was so excited. I didn't really have, like, I I think I went through the process of like, what do I want to do? You know, as an 18-year-old, go back to my my interview with my friend Corey, who's a school counselor. And um, we talk all about, you know, being that age and, and making these decisions. But at that time, I knew that I wanted to major in psychology. So I was in my first psychology class and like psych 101 or whatever. And the professor, this woman at the time, she said, and by the way, side note, at this point as an adult, I can look back on this circumstance and say, and have a lot of compassion for this woman and imagine that she must have been going through a lot either personally or just a lot of burnout on a professional level. I know that now. I did not know, or I I imagine that was the truth now. I did not realize this at 18. So at age 18, I'm in this class, there's 25 freshmen or whatever it was. And she says to us, you know, if you really want it, like in this, in this exasperated tone, if you really want to major in psychology and spend all your childbearing years getting your PhD, then, you know, by all means, go for it. But it was very sarcastic. It was clear that she was not recommending that as a path. And I really took that very seriously. And I was like, oh, that sounds really terrible. I don't think I want that. I think I'll go see what else I can do. So I'm this impressionable 18-year-old who had an inner knowing that psychology was really what I wanted to pursue But very quickly, I was influenced by somebody that I looked up to, my professor, who, you know, had her own opinions about the the idea of it. And I let that take me in a different direction. So I didn't, I took out my inner, my intuition completely and was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go the logical path. So my logical brain said, you know, oh, I was really good at accounting in high school. So I'll do that. Because I know I can get a good job in accounting. I mean, I'm sure that's still true to this day. We need accounts. So that's what I did. I even transferred schools to a business school that had a really good accounting program. 
but my interest and excitement for psychology was still there. So I ended up minoring in psychology instead of majoring and, and, you know, really building a career on it to start. So there's an example of a time I didn't listen to my intuition. And, but however, that feeling, that inner knowing never went away, never went away. So finally, here I am all these years later, 25-ish years later, working as a coach. I was not going to go back and get another degree in psychology because I already got my master's in education, lots of continuing ed credits after that. I was not going to go back for another degree, but I did get a certification, a coaching certification, which is based in positive psychology. So I am now kind of back to... I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I am not a trained therapist. I am none of those things, but I am much closer to, and and ultimately I think actually this is more better suited for me than um, the field of psychology anyway, but I'm using a lot of um, concepts and tools and everything from positive psychology in my coaching. So here I am all these years later back to it, but I really was taken out by that professor's you know, explanation and her, and her own experience. I let that influence me so, so much. So there's a time I didn't listen to my intuition. And then for many, many years after, did not really circle back to it. I got closer. I left accounting to go to education. And that certainly was much, much closer. And I was using a lot more of those um, psychology ideas and even coaching than I had been in my accounting job. But I, you know, now that I'm in this business and I'm a coach and I work with clients, like that is what, that is what was, has been inside of me all along. So there's an example of not following it. Here's another example of following my intuition and how that had such a huge impact on my life. So back in 2010, I was single and I was in my early thirties and I was on match.com like a lot of people were and are. And I was, you know, I had it, I had my ups and downs with it. Like a lot of people do. It can get really tiring online dating. So I would, you know, take my profile off, put it back on, like just kind of take breaks. And at one point I was like, that's it. I am done. I'm just done with this. I'm going to meet somebody organically and I'm just done. But before I signed off, this profile caught my eye. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy just like has this look about him that is so sincere. And he just seems like a really great guy. And what he wrote and his pictures, I was like, I don't know, something's different about him. So I shoot off a message to him. I don't know what I said. And then I promptly took my profile off before I even had a chance to hear back from him. <laughs> so I hear back from him like a few days later, I get this message that says, hey, thanks so much for your note. Um, I just, I can't see your profile. I, I'd love to learn more about you. And I was like, oh, so I put the profile back up and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And then um, I said, you know what? I'm really not looking to, I'm just like taking a break from dating right now. I'm really not looking to, to take this anywhere at the moment. And he says to me, no problem. I totally get it. If you want to even just meet up as friends, you know, I, I'd love to do that too. It's always it's always great to meet new friends or something like that. And I was like, oh, so now you're saying this guy doesn't have an ego either. He is not like, you know, 
miffed by my declaration that I am not dating anymore, even though I was just on Match.com. And he would be interested in just meeting as friends. So my impression of him just being like a sincere down-to-earth guy just continued to strengthen. So I'm telling a friend about this. And I'm like, I don't know. He seems like a really just sincere guy. She's like, just meet up with him. Just meet up with him. And so my intuition, which, you know, yes, I was telling my friend about it, but she was also just kind of confirming for me, like she was kind of saying, follow this feeling you have about him being a good guy. So I was like, all right, good. I, you know, I'll just, I'll go have a meal with him or I'll go out for coffee or something I have to do anyway. (laughs) Do it with him. So we go for dinner, we have drinks, we go for ice cream. 13 years later, here we are with two children, two cats, one puppy, one house. And, you know, his careers remain steady and mine has <laughs> kind of zigzagged all over the place. And so that was my husband. I followed my intuition of saying, this guy seems different. He seems sincere. I think maybe I should just do this like one date and then that's it. And that, that was it, <laughs> except I went on a lot more dates with him, but I, I was really done with the whole dating scene. So there I listened to my intuition instead of really sticking to my like, you know, quote plan I had of like being done dating. I actually followed this feeling I had about this one particular guy and, and then I married him. So that was an example of how I just, you know, went with what I thought and here we are. So just wanted to give those two kind of contrasting examples. Obviously, the example I gave about meeting my husband, I was a lot older than I was when I was 18 and didn't follow my intuition. But I have plenty of examples of when, you know, I first became a mom and didn't follow my intuition because I was reading too much about the way I, quote, should do things. So and and I would say just in the last few years, my oldest is 10, just in the last few years, I've really stepped into owning the fact that I know my kids better than any, quote, child expert out there. So I, I still get tips from people, but I know what will work for my kids and what won't. So how do you do this? How the heck do you tune in and block out the noise and listen to what's actually inside you? Because that is what is going to lead you to the most fulfillment, the most authentic life, the best connections, the best relationships, the most satisfaction. So it's really important to do. So how do we do that? I have a couple of suggestions that I personally have done and then a couple um, that I'm going to try as well. So the first thing is to decrease your consumption. Decrease your consumption. So whether that means all of the social media you're taking in, the media you're listening to, the news, um, your consumption of podcasts and audiobooks, and, you know, except for this podcast, obviously keep listening to this one. But um, all those, quote, experts that may be telling you what you should or shouldn't do, I would just invite you to be selective about which ones you're listening to. And decrease your consumption so that this is the second one. You can get quiet. Because we, I don't know about you all, but I am 
always connected, I feel like. And I've just started to build in some pockets of silence to my day because I will listen to a podcast in the shower. I will listen for a po- to a podcast on my walk or an audiobook. And I'm just like always taking in information. And over the summer at some point, I was just like, oh my gosh, I am overtaxed with all this input that I'm getting. There is too much input. And I mean, I have two kids, a puppy and two cats. It gets pretty noisy around here <laughs> without, my, without me adding you know, more into my own brain. So decrease your your consumption. And then look for those hits. Look for those signs you're getting. Pay attention to them. So be on the lookout, but then pay attention when they're there. When you're getting that intuitive hit, you're getting that gut feeling, whatever that looks like, trust, follow it, go with it, and then write it down. This is the part I don't really do right now, but I want to start experimenting with, and I want to invite you along on this journey. Write it down to bring it to reality. And then give yourself permission to follow that intuition. Don't survey everybody you know about it. Don't say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And you know, ask everybody you know. Give yourself that permission first. And then, yeah, sure, bring people along the journey but follow it for yourself first. Take that first small step. So I want to leave you with this quote by Albert Einstein that says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. So my friend, I want to invite you to get back in touch with that sacred gift of your intuition and remember that and remember that your intuition is a valuable resource and it's always there. It's always within reach, but you have to practice trusting it. And that's going to lead you to making more aligned decisions and a living a more authentic life with more satisfaction in your relationships, your career, your health, all the things. And I'm here to help you along that path if you would like some support. So please feel free to reach out. I would also love to know if you have any stories about following your intuition and what happened as a result or not following your intuition, what happened as a result, I would love to hear it. So shoot me a message on Instagram at small shifts, big change, share away. I would love to know, um, or send me an email if you're not on Instagram, stephanie at small shifts, big change.com. And I would love to hear your story. This is why I started the podcast. I love other people's stories. So I'd love to know how you connected this with your own stories. And if you love this episode, it would mean so, so much to me if you took just a minute here and left a review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star reading on Spotify to help others find the show. Those reviews and those ratings are what helps other people find the show. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the show, friend. If you got value, it would mean so much to me if you shared your biggest takeaways. DM me on Instagram or tag me in your stories at Small Shifts Big Change and let me know what resonated. See you next time.